On today's show, the boys are back. We're getting into the Dallas Mavericks. The next five games will define the Mavericks season. In the words of Cam Newton, I'm back! I'm back! <laughs> we'll talk about why those are so important games coming up, why they're big, and what we want to see happen during those, besides wins. We'll talk about that, too. We'll talk about that on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Guess what day it is? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The We Back Boy, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, so good to be back. I'm excited. I missed the fun game. Uh, what over the weekend? Uh, so you weren't guess, gone that long. I know it was just two <laughs> days, and then you know it just feels like forever. But no, yeah, I uh, actually tweeted about it. You know, my wife and I we we bought our first house here in Dallas, and it's just been <laughs> oh man, it's been a journey for us. And man, we're we're so excited, we're happy. Um, you know, we moved. Sorry to go down this corner real quick. Here we go. We're in it. We're in we're, it. We're in it. But, you know, we we moved from, uh, my wife's from Brazil. I'm from Kentucky. We met in Kentucky. Moved from Kentucky to te- to Dallas, Texas, uh, right at eight years ago. And we're like, man, is this going to be like a temporary type thing? I went, I was going to do my, gra- <laughs> my graduate degree and get my master's. And then, bam, eight years later, we buy our first home here in Dallas because Dallas is home now. And we're so excited uh, just to call Dallas home or raise our kids here. My dad joked not so long ago, we were talking about Luca and Luca's future. And my, and my dad goes, and I was, he was like, man, what if Luca ever like left and went somewhere else one day to play for another team? I'm like, Hey, don't speak that evil on me. Right <laughs> and, my, and my dad legit goes, so would you move back to Kentucky then? I'm like, what is Luca <laughs> holding me in Dallas right now? But no, uh, obviously covering the Mavs in person. You know, I work for a church and stuff too, but we're excited to call Dallas home and it's going to be home for a, a while unless the Lord calls us elsewhere. <laughs> Isaac in the new house today. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. And remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Go check out Lockdown Mavs where you can see Isaac's new house with the uh, the jersey behind you. Josh Howard, baby. Let's go. I still got to do some tinkering. I got, you know, Luca's shoes over my, my shoulder. I have some retro Jason Kidd starting lineups uh, at the top. Mavericks, Jason Kidd starting lineups. Have some fun stuff. All right. We're going to get into our top five, or the Mavericks, uh, the Mavericks next five games because they're incredibly important. We've been pointing these games out since probably the beginning of the season. And now, now that the their Mavericks are looking down the barrel at these five games, I think they're even more important. And we think that they can define the Mavericks season. So let's just get into a couple of reasons why these next five games are so incredibly important for the Dallas Mavericks. First of all, the games coming up for the Mavericks are tonight. If you're listening, watching this on um, Monday, they play the Denver Nuggets home in the American Airlines Center. So that game coming up, the Mavericks have already faced the Nuggets. We'll talk about that game in a second. It did not go well. Uh, Then they go on the road for two games against the Suns and then two games against the Clippers on the road as well. So those are the next five games. Home Home for the Nuggets, at Phoenix, at Phoenix, at the Clippers, at the Clippers. Those are gonna be incredibly massive games for the Dallas Mavericks. Huge. And it's their chance to get a signature win. Like what, off the top of your head, like what's the best win this season? 
Is it? I mean, the, the best feeling one was that Spurs win, <laughs> but that's the Spurs. But the right? Spurs suck. And it, so, uh, is the, it the Boston you, one without Jalen yeah, Brown? The Boston but, one, where but they Luka didn't had have Jalen Brown. Run. Like, right. I mean, that's that's probably the best, like toughest opponent that they've beat this season. If they can get a win, especially over you know a, a Phoenix team, the Denver team, you know tonight. The Clippers team, they've won seven in a row. They just lost, you know, their first game in seven games there. But I mean, they're what, eight and four? They're in six or something in the in the West. Yeah, so, I'll go over those in a second. Yeah, but like if they could win one of the next five, it should be their best win of the season. Yeah, you know, it, it absolutely will be. All these teams are Western Conference teams with winning records. They're three of the top five teams in the West right now, uh, you know, outside of the Warriors and and uh and the the uh the Warriors and the the Jazz. They're three of the top eight teams in the NBA right now. If you're just looking at record, if a lot of people have said, well, the Mavericks are, they have one of the best records in the NBA. Okay, well, they're playing three of the teams with similar records to the Mavericks right now. Uh, they're playing those teams coming up. They're also all great defenses. <laughs> According to Cleaning the Glass, yeah. these teams are second, Denver, fourth, Clippers, and fifth, Phoenix in defense, according to you know Cleaning the Glass defensive rating, which is defensive, which is points allowed per 100 possessions. So De- Denver's second, Clippers fourth, and Suns fifth. Those are really, really good defense. All top five defenses in the entire NBA right now. This is an incredible test for the Mavericks. Uh, last two things here, which is the reason why they're so important. No back-to-backs in this. The Mavericks yeah. are coming off of two days rest right now. They got to go see the Legends play. Maybe we'll talk about that at the end of the at the end of this episode. No back-to-backs during this whole stretch right here. Four games on the road in a row, but no back-to-backs. Also, health. The Mavericks are healthy. Besides Maxi Kleba, who has been out now two weeks, and we've, we'll probably hear a diagnosis or probably hear some kind of update you know, Monday as you guys are listening to this on, on Maxi. But I don't expect him to play. I actually don't expect him to play in any of these games. Maybe towards the end of the Clippers, but I, like, I have no clue what's going on with him. He's been out with an oblique strain for you know, has it, two Has it two been weeks exactly now. two weeks? Yeah, it has been two weeks. He was he the last game he okay. played, I think, was uh, end of October. Because I remember Jason Kidd saying, you know, that we were talking about how Kidd, you know, was being a little bit different than Rick in the sense of he put a timeline on it. You know, Rick said or Rick, gosh, Jason Kidd said seven <laughs> to ten days at the time, and so we're past the ten ten day mark. I haven't seen an update unless I didn't I didn't uh, do the media nope. session at practice today. So unless he says something today, we haven't seen anything. Yeah, so those are all super Im- important things. Let's go through these these three teams and just their uh, general profile right now. So the Nuggets, the game coming up tonight. The Nuggets are at nine and four, great record. They have uh, they're a plus six in the net rating category. That's seventh in the entire NBA. Again, they have the 14th ranked offense, second ranked defense according to uh, you know offense defensive rating. The Mavericks got destroyed by them a couple like two weeks ago. Absolutely destroyed. It was uh, a terrible game. The Mavericks lost 75 to 106. The Mavericks had a 75 offensive rating, just like absolutely bad. Now, KP didn't play in that game, uh, and it was a really, really bad Luka game. So, but Very bad. This is a real big test for the Mavericks to, first of all, respond to that game and then start this next five-game streak off, uh, start it off well, and hopefully with a win. Yeah, it feels like Denver's rolling a little bit right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, that was one of the worst – that was one of the worst like engaged Luca games that I've ever seen uh, out of him. And so hopefully, uh, you know, they're, they're back in Dallas. That was, that was also, you know, in Denver altitude stuff. We always talk about second night of a back to back when they played Denver last time. So, yeah. and like you said, without KP take away all that. Now they've had two days off of rest at home in Dallas. KP is there. So, hopefully it's a good revenge game for him. Yeah. So there, now there's no excuses, right? <laughs> you got, uh, yeah, <laughs> you got, you got everything going your way right now. 
Phoenix Suns, 9-3 and three re- record right now. They have a plus 7 net rating. They, so they're uh, really, really good. That's third in the NBA. They're the eighth-ranked defense, the fifth-ranked – or no, the eighth-ranked offense, the fifth-ranked defense. So top 10 in both, which is incredible. Uh, both of these games are also on ESPN. So if you're going narratives route, like not just on the court, but narratives as well, if the Mavericks get destroyed in both those games, that is not going to look well for the Mavericks. And you'll hear a lot of national talk about how, oh, the Mavericks are pretenders and all that kind of all that kind of stuff. But these two Suns games are are really, really big. Yeah, I was trying to see exactly what uh, Phoenix is. So DeAndre DeAndre Ayton uh, was out. You know, obviously Sarge is out for a long time, but Ayton uh, has been out with that right lower leg uh, contusion. So I wonder if he will be available to play. Um, I haven't seen the timeline on that. We should ask. Our yeah, boy. they don't play till Wednesday. So so in a couple of days, I'm sure we'll know more. Yeah, about go that. listen to Lockdown Suns for some preview. Brendan Clean does a great job with that, but. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix was in the finals last year. So, <laughs> the last team, the Clippers, played two games against the Clippers. The Clippers are eight and five after losing to Chicago last night. They're plus, uh, just about plus seven, plus six point seven net rating. That's fourth in the NBA. This was before the the uh, the Bulls game. Twelfth ranked offense, fourth ranked defense. Uh, and so the Mavericks played two games against them. One of those games, however, though, is a brunch game. What the, what the Clippers guy, what our Clippers bros on Lockdown Clippers call a brunch game. It's 2.30 p.m. Central Time Sunday. So that's like a, a noon game on Sunday in L.A., which is they usually play terribly. Like the Clippers play terribly on those games. So we'll see if that holds up <laughs> when the Mavericks play them. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if the Mavericks hold up. We'll see. Yeah, how. yeah we'll- that's the other thing. We'll get a sense of uh, what Dallas, what the Mavs did in L.A. on Saturday night. I may just be misremembering this. That that Mavericks 50-point win was a brunch game, right? I don't know. I thought you were going to say something about KP. Nope. Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into what we want to see during this next five games. So these we've, we've talked about why these games are so important. Let's get into what we want to see from the Mavericks, from Porzingis, from Luka, from all those guys coming up. I'll tell you about that. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market. It offers more than NBA, more NBA daily fantasy props than anyone else. There's so many things that you can get and so many things that you can uh, bet on on prize picks. If you go right now, NBA, let's see, there's a couple of games. We got Monday night, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Orlando Magic. You can do 25 and a half points for Trey Young. You can pick all kinds of stuff like that. The Knicks are playing the the Indiana Pacers. So you could pick um, Kemba Walker, 13 and a half points over under. Julius Randle, 22 and a half points over under. So you can go and pick these right now on prize picks. You can go ahead and combine a couple of those. Let me go Kemba Walker, I'm going to go, yeah, Kemba Walker, I'll do the under, and then I'll do Julius Randle. I'll pick over for the Dallas native. Uh, right now, if I put down, let's say I wanted to put 100 bucks on that, I could win 200 bucks right now if I wanted to do that on prize picks right now. So you can check that out and do the exact same thing. You can do all kinds of stuff. They don't have Maverick stuff up right now, but I'm sure that they'll have Maverick stuff in the future. And right now, if you use the promo code NBA, you can deposit $100 and, and they will match it up to $100. So you can deposit anything. They'll depo- they'll match it up to $100 if you use the promo code NBA. Again, go to prizepicks.com, promo code NBA. Also want to tell you about directtv.com. It's the way I am watching Dallas Mavericks games right now. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, and another one that you're watching sports highlights on. You're trying to watch all these different things. Get it all together with Direct TV Stream. It allows you to, re- to record shows and do it live. This is how I'm watching the Mavericks right now. Directtv.com, uh, Direct TV Stream. You can uh, maybe 
get the end of that Mark Cuban deal where you're getting some some money off. You can see if they're still giving those away. You can go check that out and chat with somebody. I, ch- I chatted with somebody. I got that deal. You can go check it out. DirectTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into these games. So we've been talking about these five games coming up for the Dallas Mavericks. Home for the Nuggets. Two games on the road versus the Suns. Two games on the road versus the Clippers. What do we want to see during these games? Let's start with Luka. You just talked about how the last time the Mavericks played the Nuggets, it was one of the worst games we've seen from Luka this season and one of the worst engaged games we've seen from Luka you know, in his time here in Dallas. What do we want to see from Luka in these next five games? I want to see the chemistry with him and KP keep growing. I mean, I think that was one of the most telling things over the weekend. Um, I say over the weekend. I guess it was Friday night. Uh, you know, that Spurs game. I mean, was that the most in sync we've seen those two? And I mean, definitely this season. Definitely this season. I don't sure. know when the last time we've seen them look like that. And so I, I'm lumping this answer into what do we want to see? I think this is the biggest thing with this team. We have to see the two stars gel more. And they were gelling on Friday. Can they do it again over this? Can they do it again against really good talent over this Denver game, the Phoenix game, you know, the, the Clippers games? If they can do that, then you're like, all right, then we can get back on track. And against really good defenses, too. We mentioned they're all top yeah. five defenses right now, according to defensive rating. And so you're like, all right, if, can they do it against really, really good defense, really, really good talent? Uh, I totally agree with you. The chemistry with Porzingis, that's a huge thing. The way that they use KP, the way that he involves KP, the way that him it, they set each other up, I think is is massive for this for the, the success of this team just overall, right? If KP's not going to get traded, he wanted to trade at the end of last season, reportedly if he's not going to get traded he's on this team all right let's the best way for kp to you know the best way for the mavericks to move forward is if luca and kp are on the same page doing what they did against the spurs the other night other thing i want to see from luca is the the shooting continue to improve he started this season uh really bad (laughs) from three and shooting really bad the four first eight games of the season he shot 25 percent from three last four games he's gotten a little hot and he's shooting 41 percent from three so if that can keep up if he can hit some more threes if he can continue to stay hot then that obviously gives the Mavericks a chance that opens up so much for his game it opens up driving lanes for him because guys have to defend him harder they have to close out on him harder all that and obviously that he scores <laughs> he scores yeah. more points if he hits threes right and the threes have been the biggest thing that has been holding the Mavericks offense back I think yeah, and I want to see Luca push the pace. I'm not saying this is just you know on Luca. This could be just the you know coaches staff thing, but I want to see him play faster. I want to see him get out in transition. You look at their numbers this season right now. According to Synergy, they're scoring at 0.97 points per possession in transition. That's 28th in the league according to Synergy. It's a poor rating. Uh, that they can get better than that. I mean, we've seen what Luca. Look, you know, looks like playing fast with that, you know, with the national team over the summer. It was a lot of fun. And I get that Lucas still playing himself in the shape and all that stuff. But I, I want to see this team get up and play a little bit faster. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Mavericks are right now 29th in the league in transition frequency. 13% of their offense is coming in transition. <laughs> Now, is Dirk the, still playing with this team? I was going to say, the Mavericks have been last in transition. Um, Let's see, one, two, three, four, four of the last six seasons. (laughs) They've been last in transition frequency. Uh, So Dirk and Luka do not equal fast fast break or fast plays or anything like that. Uh, Actually, they were 30th in 2014, too. So let's make that five out of the last seven seasons. (laughs) They were were dead last. And some of the other ones, they were 29th, 28th, 
Uh, one year they were 14th in there. But yeah, the, the Mavericks have not run out in transition at all. That's just not what we've seen this team do. But if you can get a couple easy ones, if you can chuck the ball down to, you know, to Dorian or you know KP if he's cherry picking or something like that, you can get some stuff going. And uh, that would be massive just to get some easy buckets. Yeah, there's something else I want to I want to see too. You know, when uh, I was talking with uh, our buddy Charks the other day, and he actually uh, went on Bill Simmons' pod. Um, what Who? I guess it was Friday, <laughs> and uh, he went on uh, on Bill's pod, and he was talking about. And they went on a mini Mavs tangent just a little bit, and Charks was saying on there, he was like, "Yeah, I want to see if this is the stretch that makes Jason Kidd actually change things, because you know." However you want to feel feel about Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle at least would change, you know, like change up some things, adjust on the fly in the games, like switch up some lineups here and there. You know, the the you know, the Dallas Mavericks social team, you know, they would get their work cut out for them because they'd have to put a you're starting five in your graphics, like, all right, who's Rick gonna start right now? Yeah, it's like right. you pretty much like you know everything that Jason Kidd's doing right now. So what John was saying on Bill's pod was like, is this the stretch that makes Jason Kidd like really reshuffle the deck starters, like all this stuff. And that's, that's one of the biggest things of this, of this stretch that I want to see is I want to see Jason Kidd adjust on the fly and switch out some things. If it's not working, especially against some of these good teams, like if let's for, for instance, they play the first game against Phoenix and they just get obliterated and they lose by like 23. I want to see like that next game, the starting lineup shifted or rotations shifted. I want to see something else different instead of, hey, you know, feet and down. Like we got to just keep on rolling for. We just what missed we shots. It wasn't, you know, yeah. the blah blah blah. We didn't execute. It's like okay, no, something's got to change. Exactly. That's that's something I want to see over this five game stretch. Yeah, the starting lineup has to be something that we we want to see. All right, there's two there's two angles of this, right? Either you're like you know, Mavs fan, you're like, I just want to see the Mavericks succeed. All right, I want to see that starting five succeed. I want to see Jason Kidd succeed. I want to see him be proven right. Okay, so then you want that starting five to do well. If you're a Mavsicist, which is a word I've coined over the last couple of years, where you enjoy seeing the Mavs fail so that your uh personal like um, your personal opinions can be proven right, which I can be at times, hundred percent. I can be a Mavsicist at times. I don't know uh, they, any of these people. <laughs> then you want the map. Then you want the starting lineup to fail so badly that Jason Kidd moves off of it, right? Like this would be the stretch that that starting five fails so like incredibly that all of a sudden Jason Kidd like it ha it it pushes his hand to do something and to actually make something happen. That could happen during this stretch, uh, and it and it will <laughs> during this stretch if it's going to. And it will. I it mean, will during this stretch. Like, if it doesn't do it during this stretch, then it's not going to. It's not going to change. It's not going to change what Jason Kidd thinks. If they fail during this stretch and Jason Kidd doesn't change anything, then his mind won't be changed. Exactly. Yeah. So th that's yeah. I just want to see. You know, if they roll in, they beat Denver with this lineup, and like, all right, cool. We're like, then you roll roll with it again against Phoenix, and maybe it's like a really close loss, or maybe you you know you win you know win one by like six or something. It's like, all right, that at least makes sense to roll out this lineup. But if they roll out the same starting lineup for five straight games, and they lose four out of the five, or like all five of them, I don't know how to properly do a pod after that. Because <laughs> I just don't know what I like. I would be very, very frustrated. If, like we have to try some things at this point. Last thing here. What do you want to see from Chris Porzingis? We've seen some, some bad games from him. And then we saw on Friday night, he had the best game so far as Maverick. And it's, 
You know, the way that the Mavericks have used him. They, they used him as a finisher. They used him in the pick and roll. They used him as the lone big, finally. Used him as the lone big a lot during that, that Spurs game. And then they tried to end the game with it. They were like, all right, we're just going to put him out there as a lone big. Use him in the pick and roll. And that's the best way to use KP right now. And they really got him going. What do you want to see from KP? The things I want to see from KP is probably two things that I don't think he can control. And that's the, I want him to stay healthy. And I want him to play as the lone big. Like that's that that's the yeah. two that's the two things I want from KP over these next five games. I as many minutes I like I get it. I know the whole argument of like why he's not playing the full time five. They don't want you know standing up health wise and guarding other you know five on the floor and the wear and tear on the defensive end. Like I get all of that. It's real, but, but it is very real. But I want to see him as the lone big, especially in the fourth. I want it. I want to see him obviously healthy at the end of these five games, but yeah, I mean, those are the two biggest things I want from KP. And we have seen Jason Kidd change some things. We've seen him use KP as the lone big yeah. at times when he wasn't doing that at all to start the season. In the first couple of games KP played, we didn't see KP as the lone big hardly at all. He really stuck to that. And recently he's gone to KP as the lone big because you've seen us all mention it so many times, right? That It's actually happening. So he has changed some stuff. It's just that starting lineup hasn't changed, which hurts the Mavericks a lot because they get blown out in some of these, these beginning games. Even that Spurs game, they weren't playing well out of the gate. Like some of these games yeah. that the Mavericks win, they don't come out of the gate playing that well and they get, they get beat to start the game. So we'll see. That's something we want to see is either the Mavericks starting lineup finally do well and show that they can, you know, gain a lead to begin a game or change it. That's another thing we want to see. All right, coming up, let's get into best and worst case scenario over this next five games. What would be what would happen if like the Mavericks won all these games, can like handedly, handily, or if they lost all these games and got destroyed in all these games? We'll talk about both sides of that. We'll even we'll even you guys out if you if you're like really nervous or if you're really really feeling good about these. We'll even you out. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein Ooh, bar that tastes like a candy bar. Get some ASMR action in there. I got a coconut brownie chunk bar. Built Bar is going to love this. I immediately went out and ordered this bar because it's my favorite. They're absolutely great. Did you get your box yet? What? You've got your box? Maybe they sent it to the wrong address. I got two boxes, and I got them quick, too. The, the shipping has really gotten faster recently, uh, so you can go check out Built.com. If you want that coconut brownie chunk bar, it's still available, to my surprise. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar, and I had one today. They're absolutely delicious. They haven't changed the recipe, which is great. They continue to just put out the exact same great bar. Go check it out, Built.com. It's great for a snack. It tided me over. We had um, We had breakfast at this place. And then my wife had to go do something at a school. And I was like, all right, well, I got to go sit and wait for her. And then I was going to come back and we were going to have some dinner at home. And I was like, all right, I just need something. I need something to tide me over. Boom, Built Bar, ate one. It was great. Kept me until dinner. It was awesome. And it didn't cost me too much in terms of macros. Again, 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off like I did. 15% off. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Guys, go, go buy that bar right now. If it's still available, you got to go buy it. And I don't really I don't really care about ads sometimes, but I care about this one. Stop. Go go buy this bar. It's really really good. Promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of these games. So we've been talking about these next 5 games. We're going to define the Mavericks season. Home for the Nuggets, two games against the Suns, two games at at the Clippers. Best case and worst case scenario. Let's start with the worst case. We'll, we'll give the bad news. I just news laid first. it out. Worst case scenario, the Mavericks lose all five of these games 
And the Mavericks have only played like four good teams this season. We've talked about it. What's the be- what's the Mavericks' best win? It's hard to find one where you're like, all right, this is the best win against a good team. You know, the the first game against the Hawks. The Hawks have not proven to be a good team so far, but they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They get destroyed by the Hawks. Then at Denver, we talked about that game. Mavericks only scored 75 points. Then home for Miami, they get they get beat pretty handily in that game as well. And then against Chicago, they get beat by 10, and it should have been more than that probably uh, without a late run by the Mavericks. So all four of those games were, were really bad. Let's say that all five of these games turn out like all four of those games, and the history repeats itself. What cha- what changes? What are we thinking? What are we saying? You know, after those five games, man. I, I mean, yeah. Worst case scenario, they're eight and nine after these five games. There was no uh, there there were no adjustments. The same starting five is being thrown out, and KP you know has a you know lower back tightness. Like that. I mean, that's that's the that's the worst case scenario. And I mean, I, I think the conver- a lot of the conversation will be around kid. And it's like, hey, adjustments and stuff. A lot of the conversation be around the roster and the roster, you know, succeed. And then, you know, Luca, I'm not worried about Luca. Like Luca, Luca will play himself into shape. He's going to have great games. Like it's okay to say he's not in great shape right now. It's okay, guys. I promise you it's okay to say that. (laughs) And, but like, he's still amazing. I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about like JB. I'm not even worried about like Tim, like, uh, no. The biggest thing for them, is, I want to see Maxi come back. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. Huge. But like KP, can he stay consistent? Can he stay playing well? Can he stay healthy? And yeah, I mean, th- the conversation all season will be around kids adjustments slash lineups and Kristaps Porzingis. That's the main two things. It's been the two things like all off season. I went on so many podcasts with Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy and like every all these podcasts. People ask me radio shows too. I went on a bunch of them this off season. What what's the biggest question for the Mavericks this this season? What kind of a coach is Jason Kidd now? And can Kristaps Porzingis be the second star? Can he stay healthy? Right. Those are the big questions, and those are the exact same two big questions we have going into this stretch. Can those things be true? Can Chris Porzingis replicate what he did against the Spurs? Can he can he continue to do that? If he can, then the Mavericks definitely have a shot, and that's uh, that's all that's all that you need. And you hope KP is as good as he was. Tim will give you a couple games here and there. Brunson can handle the load a little bit more this season. And then what is J- what does Jason Kidd do? Does it, if if the Mavericks do get if the starting lineup does get destroyed again, like two games in a row, Nuggets and against the first game against the Suns. That second Suns game, does he come out with the same starting five again? Or does he try and change it up? Does he do something else? Maybe he starts with KP at the five and then uses KP and Dwight later in the game to give KP some, you know, he can't play he can't play KP at the five the whole game. That's not something I think I don't think we're asking for. We understand why they can't he can't do that because there's been, you know, the wear and tear physically, but then also one time he tried he put KP at the five. I think it was the the Bulls game. And KP got like three quick fouls because you know he's de- he's defending a lot. He's got to do a lot on defense when he's the lone big. Uh, he does it decently well, and he's been doing it pretty well this season in defending. But he can pick up some quick fouls. You know, teams can attack him and they can go right at him. And it's hard for big man to defend in this league. It just really is. And so uh, then then the Mavericks are without him, and then all of a sudden it's a big it's all other big question because he's in foul trouble. So Chris Porzingis, Jason Kidd. Those would be big questions, and yeah, you start to look at these games, and the, the way you just said it, this is the first time I thought of it, the Mavericks lose all five of these games, they're eight and nine, and then all of a sudden, the well, the Mavericks still have a good record, you know, all this talk about, you know, the Mavericks are struggling, you guys need to stop that because they have a good record, then that's all out the window, right, because then they're a yeah. below 500 team, if you look at the standings, 
then all of a sudden, let's say, let's say everything else stays just about the same and the Mavericks fall to a below 500 team. Then all of a sudden you are with Memphis right there in the eighth spot in the West. You're out of, you're, you're in the play in at that point. Uh, and it, it, it'll be decently hard to, to get out of that play in because the teams above them are all playing solid basketball right now. Yeah. Cause you think about the, the conversation around Luca right now of, uh, you know, playing himself into shape. I mean, going back to that pod, John and Bill talked a little bit about him being out of shape. Bill and Jackie McMullen talked about that the other day. As I've been moving, I've been listening to a lot of NBA podcasts. <laughs> and they, you know, both two different conversations about Luca being out of shape. But here's the thing if Luca, do you want to try to word this the right way? As far as his, his supporting cast, Luca's averaging 25, 8, and 7 right now. If he had another like consistent star next to him, I don't even think this is really a conversation because it's expected because they have to have Luca playing yes. at this like otherworldly level for them to be a very, very ama- like great team. So, but when the supporting cast isn't fully there, then all eyes go to Luca and it's like, all right, Luca, why are you not in shape? And all this stuff. And it's like, Luca should be able to play himself in the shape right now, playing at 25, eight and seven a game, which is still really good. But like with this current setup, it, it's hard for him to do that. And for them to be at the top of their game, you know, like for like if, if that was Paul George instead of Christoph Porzingis right now, where would the Mavericks be? You know, what would the conversation around Luca be like all, but no, it like, he would have a little bit more leeway for all of that. So if that makes any sense. Let's swing it the other way. The Mavericks, all of a sudden, that Spurs game, let's say they figured it out. Luka and KP figured it out. All of a sudden, they're going to be back to the way they were two years ago, right before the member in the bubble. KP was second team all bubble, playing really well. Him and Luka were just yeah. like rolling on all cylinders. Let's say they figured that out again. Jason Kidd figured some stuff out. Starting lineup, you know, will run out there, and then the second unit will carry the Mavericks, and this whole this whole formula works. The Mavericks win all five of these games. Some of them, maybe they win close. Some of them, they win handily. The Mavericks are all of a sudden 13-4. and four. Now what Now what are we saying about the Mavericks? Oh, man. Well, if they're 13-4, it has a lot to do with Kristaps Porzingis, and we've seen that potential. Like, we've seen the... We've seen the potential on Friday night. And it's like, that's the level KP can be at. He's so dang talented. Like, he's so he's so talented. And he gets a lot of those threes and those shots. And if he can just get that consistently going, now that it feels like he's back healthy, you know, coming out of the, the back injury there, and it feels like he's back in the groove, playing healthy, moving really well. So that's the... <laughs> Knock it on wood. That's the thing. I, I think if they win all five of these games, can let's just assume... You know, it didn't take a nuclear Luca stretch. You know, even if it does. Well, I okay. If I mean, if they went all four, I mean, all five, and Luca averages, you know, forty a game, then the whole car, like Luca's in the you know leading MVP race, all this stuff. But if Luca is yeah, just true, that's another thing. If Luca stays steady, let's just say his average, the twenty-five to twenty-eight, you know, eight seven has a couple triple doubles, and they win all five, then that means Porzingis probably is on the stretch. And then all of a sudden that that narrative is starting to move that direction of this is the Porzingis we talked about over the off season. If you get five straight wins, or let's just say they win like four out of five or even yeah. like three out of five. And like two of those three are like big statement wins against the Suns, the Nuggets or the Suns and Clippers. And it's like, okay. And KP and Luca, they're gelling. Then there's a, okay, you have signature wins. These are the best best wins of the season so far against really good teams. This shows you some type of format of how this roster and this duo can work against good teams. 
that that would be a really, really good sign. And for people like us that we've been like, hey, cool, I've been like making the record as a joke. I'm like eight and four, you know, all this stuff. Now we can feel you did it in your moving tweet. <laughs> I know. I loved it. <laughs> but it's like I wanted like this is that would make you feel a little bit better if they can get a couple of these wins under the belt and see this team. It's like, OK, now they're not like that bad. But there is a there is a path for them to be a good team. Last thing I'll say, there's so many angles we could take to this. And we have five days a week. We'll talk about all these different things. But one of the things that really stuck out to us from media day, when we sat down with all the players and sat down with Brunson specifically, talking about what happened in that Clippers series, Brunson specifically looked at us and said, we got to be better. I have to be better. Real specific, I have to be better against this Clippers team. He's come out of the gate swinging this year. And he has yeah. been, he's been really, really good so far to start the season. I think these two Clippers games are going to be really big for Jalen Brunson. I think he's got those circled on his calendar. I think he's going to come out. And if they win those five games, if they win all five games, or let's say they just win both the Clippers games, I think Brunson goes off for like 30, 35 in both those games. That's a good call. I like that. That's good. Batum's going to guard Luka probably. And those those games will be fun. I, can Book I say market. one more? Clip that, clip that right there. Clip, clip that for when Brunson does go off. If he doesn't, then just don't do anything with that. And, and while you're at it, like and subscribe <laughs> below. Yeah, right. So, uh, one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. King. Something else I want to see over these next five games. Can we get more uh, Moses Brown, Josh Green minutes in Frisco? Because I liked it. I thought it was good. It was a good time for them. I thought it was awesome. And can we get, can we get our guy Jason Kidd a new hat? That this is something I'm really <laughs> requesting. Jason's been wearing the same Texas Rangers hat. He threw out the first pitch after he got hired. And he, it's this baby blue, it's powder blue Rangers hat. And I swear, he's he's worn this hat. Like I'm a, I'm all I love my hats. I was gonna but say I've we worn this hat him. all the time. I can't I can't speak to this. Let's get let's get my guy a, a new a new flat bill. <laughs> let's get Jason get a new hat. There you go. So much stuff. We'll be following all these games five days a week. We're covering these games. We'll have post game after every single one of them. We'll be recording a show. Thanks for making lockdown maps. Your first listen every single day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to break down the nuggets game. We'll have a post game for you. Make sure to make your second listen locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. He's, he's killing it. Like 13 out of the last, no, 12 out of the last 14 weeks have been winning weeks for Locked On Bets. That's, that's an incredible mark. Go ahead, check out Locked On Bets. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Boom!